Okay, we begin. Let us all begin, Baruch Hashem, a new week, a new day, a new life. Baruch Hashem, we're all blessed to be able to begin a new, a new chapter in our life. And the blessings that come with that are the blessings of, of a person working on change, a person working on growth, a person working to <clears throat> try as best as he can to, to take advantage of the blessings of life and to take advantage of the gift of life, which we said, we spoke about it Friday night, thank you so much. From Yitzhi, I'm just the Okay, thank you. Yeah, we spoke about it Friday night, that Vayichi is uh, for a person to be able to live for a person, I made a bracha. For a person to understand what life is about, and what life is about is not just existing. Uh, what life is about is a person growing and changing, and changing also means just to just to uh, clarify. Changing sometimes means that a person. Oh, you mind closing that door? Changing sometimes means that a person is is able to. Uh, learn sometimes that he has to accept certain things, right? Sometimes we think that change means, like when we speak about being a more positive person, to change from being a negative person, sometimes just means that a person is learning to accept the situation, to accept the negativity that he has, to accept the, the challenges that, one's, that one has. That's sometimes a way that a person is able to change. Sometimes a person changing is when a person realizes that um, I can't change. What, what do I mean by that? What it means is, is that um, I can't change the situation. There's certain things that I can't uh, change. Sometimes when a person realizes that it's all about changing one's perspective and seeing the good and working on seeing the good in the situation. Right. A lot of times when we think in terms of growth and change, so a person uh, can have this uh, underlying anxiety to want to fix something, to want to uh, fix a situation, to want to uh, change a situation, and sometimes the most important thing for a person to do is really for a person to change his perspective, and for a person to be able to change the way they view uh, the situation, and once you realize that you're able to change the way you view the situation, then you can begin to change. Then things begin to change. It's only when a person uh, first accepts and, and really is aware of the situation that they're in and understands the situation, understands themselves. You know, the, the most natural thing that a person does when a person is waking up in the morning, and this is something we've spoken about because this is the, how the Yitzhahara works, right? A Jew wakes up in the morning with the words modeh, by saying thank you, by focusing on the gift of life, focusing on the opportunity of life, the opportunity that a person can, um, can grow. And growth means that a person is able to, to look at things differently. Growth is that a person is able sometimes to get a little bit uncomfortable. That's what growth is. Growth is being a little bit uncomfortable um, in situations, learning new 
um, ways of approaching things, learning new uh, ways for a person to, to look at things. And what happens is that a lot of times a person wakes up in the morning and he's, his negativity, his thoughts are negative thoughts and his thoughts are, um, you know, uh, whatever they might be. You're, you're, our brains are constantly, constantly shooting and bombarding us with uh, negative thoughts and things that I can't do. I, I'm not going to be able to accomplish this. I can't become what I want to become. I'm not going to have a great day. Uh, this is not going to work out. My mother, my father, my roommate, my wife, my whatever it might be that can bombard yourself. Oh, you know, insecurities of other people, whatever it might be. And when a person pushes a pause and push, pushes a you know, stop button for a second and says, okay, I want to take control of my thoughts. I want to take control of my life. I don't want to be someone uh, who uh, looks at the world and looks at my life, um, especially as you're younger and you want to slowly learn how to have a beautiful life. You, a beautiful life is beautiful thoughts about life. Right? You can have somebody who lives in a mansion and has uh, as much money as they want in the bank, and has a wife and a family, blah, 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 and they're miserable. And then you could have another person who, who doesn't have so much, and he's so happy, right? We know that, ain't ani elabadas, right? And, and it's the exact opposite. Sometimes you have people who have a lot of money, and their children or grandchildren are very, very sad. A lot of times that, that goes together because because the child doesn't feel any motivation. They say, ah, oh, I'm gonna have money in the bank. Anyway, there's a lack of motivation for a person to, to uh, accomplish and to do something. If you know, oh yeah, my dad's gonna take care of my bill. Anyway, my parents are gonna, my grandparents, whoever it is, are gonna, are gonna, are gonna you know, uh, buy me my house and my car and buy everything. Anyway, so some people say, oh, I wish I was so rich. I wish I had all the money in the world. Sometimes that's a curse because part of growth and part of feeling good about yourself and shlamus in yourself is your independence. A lot of times people have trouble being independent. And that works with your thinking as well. When your thoughts are not independent thoughts, when I'm basing my thoughts based on what other people think, whatever, that I'm not um, proactive in the way I think about things, that could be very challenging. Yes, see. Ain't ani elabadas. Poverty is in your brain. Poverty is not in your in the reality. It's in your brain. It's a Gemara. I'll find it for you. Chazal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Correct. If you don't have the understanding of something, you're missing it. A person could have everything. A person could have everything in the world. A person could have everything in the world, and he needs. He needs, he needs something, he needs something, he needs something. So he's missing something inside. He's not missing something outside. Right? When a person thinks in terms of, uh, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that, it's all something that he's missing on the inside. Now, it doesn't mean that there aren't problems. It doesn't mean that people don't have challenges. People have problems. That's what life is about. We all have problems. We all have challenges. But, the, but what, what separates People who are able to be successful are people who learn how to deal with their problems. 
and how to deal with it. Thank you so much. That a person learns how to deal and how to accept and how to approach <coughs> one's challenges. That's really what it is. It's almost like the same thing as, as we talk about how to view people. It's very, everyone t- looks at someone and sees the negative. It's a very normal thing to look at someone and to see negative. Everyone has issues with their father, with their mother, with their, with their spouse, with their teachers, with their school. Everybody, that's the way the world is. Money, with their boss, with their this. Everybody's got stuff. Nobody is void of, of uh, um, devoid or whatever the word is, of, 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 the, of the challenges of life. Everybody has, everybody has it. The, 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 the goal that a person wants to approach, and that's why we start off with purity of speech. If you're able to look at things positively, you're able to train your brain as best as you can to train yourself to switch the situation and to say, how can I get the best out of this situation? What can I do to make the most and the, the, richest, the richest way to take advantage of this situation that I could become a healthier, happy person. Because as you're younger and you want to build your marriage, you want to build your family, you want to build things, things don't get easier, things get harder, things get more challenging. You have more things uh, that will come your way. And the more a person learns, learns, and I underline the word learn, the more you learn how to be a positive person, to be a loving person, to be an honest person, to be an open person, to be someone who's honest with himself, to be someone, because those who are honest, dishonest with others, is, is, a, is, a, is a manifestation of a person not being honest with himself. A person who, who, doesn't, who do, is not honest with other people means because he's not being honest with himself. A person who sees bad in other people, it means that he also sees bad in himself. And when a person works and learns daily, and it's a daily exercise for a person to to learn slowly with patience, how can I get the most out of my day? How can I get the most out of my situation? What can I do to, you know, whether it means that I have to take more breaks whether it means I have to take things slow, whether it means I have to have that conversation with that person that I don't want to have that conversation, whether it means I gotta start speaking to a therapist more, whether it means I have to even be honest, more honest with my therapist. A person could go to a therapist and he could be, you know, uh, you know, not being honest with his therapist. That could happen also. You could be you could be fall always falling into the trap of, of trying to protect yourself, whatever it is, everybody knows. And our goal, one of the things that we want to try and do, is we want to try and remind ourselves that, that you wake up in the morning and you have an opportunity. That's what we all have. We have an opportunity of life. We have an opportunity to see sunshine. We have an opportunity to have the weather app inside of ourselves that we want to try and have and create the days and the, create the perspectives that, that we want to. And I want to just add this one thing and then we'll do the halakha. I'll take comments from everybody here. If, you're ha- if you wake up on the wrong side of your head, if you wake up on the wrong side of your head and you're in a negative, in your app, your internal weather app, 
it's raining and it's cold and you wake up, ugh, terrible and ugh, ugh, it's one of those days. My advice is, it's okay, there, will, there are rainy days. It's okay. That's the point. People think when they listen to the shear, or they think, right, what I'm saying is that you have to have, right, you should, here, Yosef, this is for you. You should have a, you should have a, a, uh, a day of positivity. You should, God, no, not at all. No, not at all. What you want to try and do, what I want to try and do, is I want to learn to, to take all the situations that, that come my way. And like we've said, I can try and have positive thoughts. I can try and bombard myself with positive thoughts, with affirmations, with learning how to think differently. But if I have trouble thinking differently and I have negative thoughts and I have negative feelings because feelings uh, come from thoughts. Your thoughts create your feelings. So if you have negative feeling thoughts, you'll have negative feelings. That's usually the way it works. You think negatively, you feel negatively. You think positively, you feel positive. You think good thoughts, you feel good about your thoughts. You feel good about yourself. But sometimes I just am having a bad day. Sometimes I'm just having negative thoughts. That's okay. That's the point. That is okay. It's okay if I have negative thoughts. Because the goal is not to uproot the negative thoughts. This is where people get it wrong. When you're seeing something negative in a person, don't try and uproot the negative that you see in the person. Try and replace those thoughts with positive thoughts. Those po- that first positive thought would be, it's okay. It's okay that I see the negative in that person. That's okay. I'm, I, I, I'm allowed to have negative thoughts about a person. That's a normal thing for a person to have. Now I could say, do I want to stay with that? Do I want to continue looking at my mother, my father, my roommate, whoever it might be in your life, your boss, your whatever it is, your colleague, your whoever, your children, your whatever it might be. Do I want to continue looking at this person or the situation negative? If the answer is yes, great, continue being negative. If the answer is, no, I'd like to change it, then you could say, okay, great, let me figure out a way how I could change those thoughts. How can I change the, that, that thinking? How can I change those thoughts? How can I, how can, I'm sorry, let me say better than changing the thoughts. How can I put in other positive thoughts about the situation? How can I replace those negative thoughts with positive thoughts? Not how I could uproot those thoughts, but how can I learn to have different thoughts about the situation, about the person, dot, 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 whatever it might be. Okay, question, comments, and then we'll go to the halacha. Please. Yes, Yosef. What do you mean? Say that again. Right. I don't want to be looking at something else. You're saying, right. correct? But it's normal that we do. Right. It's normal that we do. So now, what am I going to do once? Correct. I did it? Once I did it, exactly. Right. So the but first step, proactively, I, proactively, I don't right. even want to look to the to the guy to the next to me and start judging. But the normal thing is that so we do that. We right. If you could try and correct. If you can try and learn not to look at other people, that's really the best step. Not to look at what other people have and other people, 
you know, that's, that's usually when we start going wrong, is that we start judging, and you're, you're, your focus is on somebody else. It's not your business. That's not your business. Your business, like we say many times, a person suffers in his mind when he's in other people's business. When I'm trying to change somebody else, I'm trying to either change God, I'm trying to change somebody else. The second that you are able to focus on yourself, someone sent these two, it was unbelievable, these two quotes. Um... Listen to this. These quotes are amazing. Um, one was... One was... Um, right, put down the magnifying glass and pick up the mirror. Put down the magnifying glass and pick up the mirror. Incredible quote. Right, what does that mean? It means stop focusing on, on other people as they are... The problem, and it's very hard. It's very, very hard for a person to own, to own up that, that I'm, that I'm the problem, or that I am the one who's responsible to change the way I feel about something, um, or someone. It's very, very hard. But the second that you do that, you're totally free, because that means that nobody can control you. Nobody could make you feel a certain way. No one can. It means that I actually can choose the way I feel about that person, about the situation. And once you're in that world, then, then there's no, nothing that can stop you. Yes, Yehuda? How do you differentiate between acceptance and like, what's the subtleties behind? The what behind what? Acceptance? Acceptance and just like quitting or like, you know, uh, you know, you went from the wrong side of the bed. Right. You know, like quitting on the day or accepting the fact that this isn't the perfect day? That's a great question. Right. Um, that's a good question. What do you mean by quitting the day? There's staying one, in bed? Whatever it is, yeah. Uh, let's just say staying in bed or like, you know, just... Right. Whatever it is. Usually, uh, usually I, I think, again, I think usually a person's going to quit when he doesn't accept. When he doesn't accept that I could have a bad day. Why can't I have a bad day? There's nothing wrong with having a bad day. There's nothing wrong with having bad thoughts, negative thoughts. Remember, if you can be okay with having negative thoughts, then you're a very positive person. You're working on positive. It's okay. It's okay. What's wrong with that? We quit. We quit when we, when we say, I can't deal anymore with X, Y, and Z. Why, why, do I have to, why do I need to quit? It's okay. I don't, if I expect myself to wake up every day and to have, and to, have to wake up, you know, you know, uh, and everything is, is, is jolly inside of myself, that's very, that's very unrealistic. So I'm having a bad morning. That's okay. That's okay. That already, that thought of that's okay will already turn the morning into a better morning. It's when I fight that, say you have to, you should, you have to, you must, you know. Now a person can have the courage and to say, okay, you know what, I want to learn to change. Listen to the difference in the language. I want to learn to change to have a better morning, to have a better perspective on my mother, to have a better perspective on myself, a better perspective on my uh, situation that I'm in. I want to learn how to do that. So what do I do? I could learn to have positive thoughts, but in the meantime, I could have those negative thoughts. I think quitting, and again, sometimes you have to quit you know, something that is not working for you. But I think most of the time it's when we, when we fight against 
whatever we're going through and we fight it and we don't really just say like, okay, this is part of life. Like I said, you know, it's, it, it comes, let's talk Lashon Hara for a second. Why do I say negative about somebody? Because he has something negative about him, right? Forget about that, it bothers me. We're not getting into why it bothers me because then you're already into you. Why, when I see someone and that guy is a selfish guy, why can't he be a selfish guy? He's not allowed to be a selfish guy. What, I'm perfect? He's deficient. So what's wrong with being deficient? I'm also deficient. Who's not deficient? Who doesn't have weaknesses? So if I look at somebody and say, that guy is, has an anger problem, and I don't have either also an anger problem, or I don't also have uh, laziness things to me, so what? What's wrong? Why do we speak Lashon Hara about somebody? What, what, where does it come from? It comes from, right, gaiva, perfection. It comes from saying, like, that guy can't have a weakness. Why can't that person have a weakness in him? What's wrong with that? And that comes from the way I look at myself. Why can't I have a bad day? What's wrong with having a bad day? Why can't I have, right? Why can't your wife, why can't your, why can't your mother not be perfect? Why can't your father not be perfect? Why does everything have to be perfect? Why does everything have to be a certain way? When, 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 so why can't this person have weaknesses in them? That's part of the same thing. Why can't I have a bad day? Why can't there be challenging days? And once you look at life like that, you're not going to have so many bad days because it's like, okay, it's not such a bad day after all. It's only when, oh, I'm not allowed to, you know, you, you, I know, Yehuda, you're, you're into businesses and success and all these things. All people who are successful on a, on a business level, on a business level, on a, on a secular level, will tell you about times when they, businesses failed and, 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 it was, and it messed up and it was bad and it, and it didn't work out. Right? I think they say Reb Noach Weinberg opened uh, nine yeshivas before, before he opened up Eisha Torah. So everyone looks at the Eisha Torah and that's it. We, we all have to go through, we all have to go through challenging times. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes, Rav Hillel. Uh, to define quitting. Yes. If you're having a bad day, so let's say you're focusing on the thoughts and all that. As far as quitting goes, to the Rosh Hashiva, probably quitting, so like, let's say you know that you're having a bad day. Does it make sense to change your schedule that day? Right, right, right. Like, you know, you woke up on the wrong side of your head. Right. So quitting would be, okay, I'm getting back under my blankets. Right. Or I'm going to change my schedule based on or do less things or whatever, expect less for myself based on the fact that I'm having a bad day. Right. So, so I, I, think that, I think it's very, very um, individual. I think it's very, very personal. I think the first step... But my question really is, like, Sure, person say, I'm focusing only on the top part. Right. And the day's going to be the right. Same. Exactly. Right. So I. Right. So that's what I was going to say. Right. That's what I was going to say. I think before. I think. I think what people make a mistake is they is that they they think that the schedule is going to define who they are, as opposed to them defining the schedule. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that yeah, sometimes you have to tweak your schedule here and there, but most of the time I've witnessed. That it's not, and I've experienced myself, it's never usually the nuance of the schedule. I've made hundreds and hundreds of schedules. It's usually, what it usually is, is um, sort of realizing that not every day is going to be the same exact thing. And when you give yourself a little bit more wiggle room, and I think that, um, I think Steve Covey, when he talks about planning uh, your schedule. He talks about, I remember when I went to one of the seminars and he spoke about when you make a schedule, don't make a daily schedule. Make a weekly schedule. 
because when you make a weekly schedule, it gives you wiggle room. It gives you more breathing room to, to, to be creative, to have maybe you know, a, a weakness here, a weakness there. It sort of gives you, when you do on the day, when you focus on your daily schedule, so there you can, um, it's a, you have what? Less, less, less space, less. And I think that, yes, yeah, sometimes it is important to say maybe my scheduling is wrong. Maybe I'm a night person or I'm a morning person or I got to put more of this. That's more of a personalized, you know, individual discussion to have with somebody. But I think usually when we, when we sort of throw our hands up, you know, I've, spe- I've spoken to guys where they're like, I mean, think about it this way. Somebody goes to medical school, right? Someone goes to law school. Someone goes to, uh, to uh, you know, Rabbi Ackerman, go to Smicha. You learn these things. Lahavdol, right? These things take years, right? I said this. What did I say it to you once? I've said it in Shalom Bias. Uh, Rabbi, how long do you think it's going to take me to get like this and this, you know, situation with my wife, blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, uh, about 20 years. So, but we don't want to hear that, right? Nobody, nobody wants to hear that. People don't want to hear that it takes time, it takes ups and downs, right? Like we said, 20 years of negativity, and I want to, and I want to have one sheer of positivity, and now I'm a positive person. 20 years of abuse, and 20 years of, of whatever it might be, and then suddenly I want to go to therapy and, and spend a year in yeshiva, and that's it, I'm going to fix my life. What are you, crazy? It takes years and years and years and years. And not only that, then you have the Yetzirah. Yetzirah is on a person till the day he dies. Yetzirah is, you know, like I say, I stand up here and I do this not just for, for all of us here. You know, I stand up here and talk this talk and, 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 and try and walk the walk um, every day. Um, this, is something that I, this is something that I need to do. This is something that I do. This is something that I try and do. Something that I do at my, at my home. Every meal at my home, we do Hilchus Lashonar. You think like, okay, enough is enough. But you know what? There are times where, where, where uh, uh, you know, my, a child or my wife or someone could call me out and say, you know, let's, why are we talking about somebody else? Why are we talking about somebody else? Let's talk about, you know. So I'm saying it's not something that, 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 that you just you know, figure out that I'm never going to have any bad days, I'm never going to have any bad thoughts, I'm not going to have any negativity, I got it. It's a, it's, a, it's a way of life. The way of life is I want to be a person who my life is dedicated and, and, and is focused in on, um, I don't want to use the word getting the most out of life. Um, I would say it's called living. <laughs> it's called living more. I want to live more. We want to wake up. We want to be conscious. We want to be aware of, of you know, you know one, one, one of the challenges, and then I'll get to the questions in a second. You know, one of the challenges of, of, the, of the phone and of one of the biggest challenges, and I know we talk about it, and we don't talk about it enough, but one of the challenges of the phone is the fact that it distracts us from life. It distracts us from appreciating life. It distracts us from appreciating each other, from learning to have conversations, from learning to have emotions, learning to be able to, to talk about things, etc. Okay, yeah, there are a few, Yehuda, and then Yosef, yeah. I would say, shutting down, 
Because the critical um, person on himself, or the person who has that part that's very critical and everything has to be perfect, he will never, ever, ever be perfect and never, ever be happy. And you could always be, right, uh, uh, you know, like I tell people, you could always have a better day. You could always have a better day. You end off your day, oh, I wish I had a better day. You could, no matter how great your day is, it could have been better. There's no, there's no end. There's never the perfectionist and the critical person. You could always do more and more and more and more and more. There's never an end to say, oh, you could have loved more. You could have done more. You could have been more productive. I could have. No one's going to end up right. What, what we have to learn to do is, is we have to learn to say, wow, I'm so blessed. Thank God, um, um, I had a, a day. Thank God, I, I learned Torah. Thank God, I came to Shir. Thank God, I. Or to be grateful, to be, like we say, happy people are not grateful, grateful people are happy. If you find yourself not happy, a lot of times it comes because you're not appreciating yourself. You're not appreciating how, how much you're doing. They say, oh, but I want more, I want more. I promise you, the more you feel good about what you have, the more you will do. Guaranteed, the more you will do. But the critical person, and it's the negative person, it's the Yitzhahara, where he wants to say, but you didn't do enough. And a lot of times in Judaism, we think that that's going to motivate me. Oh, but I didn't do enough, but I have to do more, but I got to do more. Yes, yes, you will do more. I don't think anyone who is, who is listening to this shir, anyone who's here, if he feels good about himself, you're going to be motivated to do more. People, success breeds success. The more happy you feel, the guy who got a hundred on his test is going to want to get another hundred on his test. A guy who has a good conversation, has a good day, is going to want to have another good day. That's, that's the way it works. You know, we, we, the Yitzhahara thinks it's the other way. Thinks that lack of success is going to motivate you. It's not true. Success will motivate you. Yes, you'll see. I don't know how to figure it out because maybe in big picture... Like about your whole life, you have a bad day, right. you have a bad year. Like in the day itself, we've always said in the past, you have a bad minute, you have, you have a bad minute, you have a bad hour, you can have a full bad day. Why would you have a full bad day? If, if you could have a bad minute, you could have a bad hour, and now you still have the rest of the day, why, right. why are we saying to just, okay, have a full right. day? Right, you're right. You could switch it, correct. Correct. You're right. It's a good. It's a good perspective. Yeah, you're right. You're saying we just throw it in as a uh, as one big challenge. Right, challenge. Good. If I have a bad day, right, it's normal. It's normal. It's good. Right, it's okay. It's okay. Right, right. A hundred percent. You're giving an eitza how to change that by not looking at it as a day. Correct. You're you're breaking it down more. Correct. A hundred percent. If a person would break it down more into hours, into minutes. And he'd be, he'd, that would be a great way of breaking up his day and it not just being a day. Correct. It's a very good point. Yeah, let's see. It's actually what I've spoken about. Yeah. 
So beautiful in all the things you said, see. Um, now the first thing I just want to say is that is that before you bomb you, you bombard yourself with the positivity, again, you have, to, you have to know yourself also. You have to know you have to know where you're at um, and how deep it is and how upset you are at the person. A lot of times, you know, it's very important for a person to say, Okay, I accept the fact that this person, you know, bothers me a lot. First sometimes you have to sort of like accept that. Um, if you're able to, and you're able to accept that, then you could say, okay, now what? Now what? Do I want to continue hating the person? Do I want to continue seeing the negative? Or is it too hard for me to see the negative? It's too hard for you to see the negative. It's the same thing with your day. Are you okay? Are you okay? You know what? Here, I'll give you the muscle. The muscle is you have a child who, who, who hurts himself, and he's on the floor, and he's hurt. So the first step is you, you want to say, oh, you're hurt. How are you feeling? Are you okay? You're hurt. You're hurt. You're hurt. Then you could say, are you ready? You want to give me your hand? Are you ready to step up? No. Oh, I'm too much in pain. Are you ready to step up? No, I'm too much in pain. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You're in pain. You're in pain. And then five minutes later, oh, I'm ready to step up. Okay, sure. Let's get up. So if you look at that same thing, when you're looking at somebody and you're upset at that person, that person hurt me, I'm upset, I'm hurting, I'm hurting, I'm hurting. So first you have to say, okay, am I ready to switch my perspective or I'm not willing to switch my perspective yet? It's hard, it's too hard for me. I still need to feel that pain. I'm not ready to see the positive. Once you say, okay, enough is enough, I want to learn to see more positive, then you can start accessing things that are more positive. A lot of times we switch over and we and we too quickly we go to the positive and we and, and, and we lose we lose the whatever it is that we're we're, we're in denial. Right? We're in denial of that. So you have to learn. All of this is learning yourself. All of this is learning yourself, understanding yourself, um, understanding what what how you work, understanding how you want to uh, focus on. On, on what and what you want to focus on. Right? That's, that's really, um, it's understanding, really understanding yourself. That's really be, begins. If you're someone who knows 
by all your positive thoughts and waking up in the morning or whatever it might be that you're, that you're able to have those positive thoughts or is something bothering me too much and I got to talk about it. I got to deal with it. I got to deal with what's bothering me. Okay, you had something? Okay, with that in mind, we begin. Um, the halacha says the Chavetz Chaim. Rechilis is forbidden even when. So again, Rechilis is where one person um, is pinned against another person. And you say to that person, by the way, I just want you to know, um, this person said this negative thing about you. So says the Chavetz Chaim, even if the Rechilis has already gotten back, we're on page 172, day 66, even if the Rechilis already got back to the person, you're not allowed to say it again. Mr. Friedman tells you and your brother, my tenant, Shlomi, is so messy. He always leaves all of his packages in the hallway. Even if your brother already repeated the comment to Shlomi, you may not tell him. I know that someone repeated to you what your landlord said about you. I just wanted to tell you that I also heard the insult from your landlord. Why are you not allowed to say it again? Because the more people tell Shlomi about the insult, the more credible it sounds, and the more embarrassed he will feel. Thus, this will cause Shlomi to be even more annoyed at his landlord. Okay. Okay, Hashem will help us. Question, comments on that halacha? I think it's pretty, uh, pretty clear. Right, so again, the more a person um, is going to tell someone about that someone is upset at him or said something negative about him, so the more embarrassed he will feel and therefore um, he will be more upset at the person and therefore you're not allowed to say it. Yes, Rafi. Yeah, people say that more than 10 people know what's up. I don't know where that's, I don't know. I don't know, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know, maybe Rafael can tell. I don't, I don't know where that... I learned yesterday on, on, uh, at the Shabbos table, we were learning about that also. Even if the newspapers and, and uh, uh, the, the rumors about someone are circulating that this person is this, you're not allowed to believe it. It doesn't mean you can't be cautious. It doesn't mean you can't be cautious around the person. But you're not allowed to believe it. You can't believe it. Just because the newspapers, from newspapers, rumors, you're not allowed to believe it. It's Lashonara. It's pure Lashonara. You're not allowed to believe it. What do you mean? So, good. That's a good question how you could do that. But I guess that's the, 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 Hashem will help you with that. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Cautious. And saying, how is it? It's not really no gaya anyway. Well, if you hear that person, what? That he's going to kill you? That is what? He's going to rob from you? Like what? It just means, you know, okay, you could, you could, uh, you know, we've given examples. If, uh, you know, if someone says, you know, uh, this business guy is, uh, you know, is a certain way. He does business a certain way. So, okay, you could, you don't have to believe it, but you could, you could be careful when you're dealing with him to make sure that everything is, is uh, signed and written, up, you know, if you're a half, you know, a person with a head, with a brain in his head, you, a person could figure it out. Okay, wonderful. Hashem will help us all. We should be zocha, not to speak any Lashonara, not to hear any Lashonara, not to be makabal any Lashonara. And most importantly, Hashem will help us all to see the good in each other, to see the good in other people, to see the good in ourselves. 
And part of seeing the good, like we said, is that even if you don't see the good, even if it, not everything is perfect, and not everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be, the way in your mind, the way it's supposed to be, even when a person realizes that, that that's okay also. When a person starts to live his life like that's okay, not everything has to be exactly the way I think it has to be. When a person lets, you know, forgives, and a person, you know, uh, is uh, more makel and he's more lenient on, on other people, and he lets people, um, you know, uh, be human. I think that's part of it. And we're human. People are human, and people make mistakes, and, and people are, are, uh, are not perfect. I think that's where it begins. So Hashem will help all of us. We should be Zoha to see the, the good in everyone, us and all the Jewish people. Amen. Okay, we're up to Kenia Sayira. Um, we're the second para, second to last parak in Masil Zisharim. Uh Let's just talk a little bit about acquiring Yira. How to acquire Yira Sashem. And as we know, uh, one of the most important things is, is, as we said last week, the Gemara says, right? This is something that we spoke about, is that Yira Shemayim. Right? All the physical things that a person has in this world and all the circumstances that a person has, as the Katsuka Rebbe says, where is Hashem? Hashem is wherever you let Him in. What does that mean? What it means is, is that that's the goal of life. The goal of life is not to um, worry so much about the circumstance. The circumstances are very much up to Hashem. It's more for a person to tap in to the fact that Hashem is there. Hashem is with me. Hashem is the one who is, um, who is involved in every aspect of my life. And as the Ramchal says in Parakhafe, Derech Kenia Sayira is his boning. You've got to think about two things. Number one, Hu Makom Number one, to recognize that Hashem exists everywhere. Hashem is everywhere. And Hashem cares about you. And Hashem cares about your situation. And Hashem is the one who puts you in this situation. And even if you put yourself in the situation, Hashem is there with you. And the second thing the Ramchal says, the Shehu Yizbarach, which is continuous, is basically built on the first thing. Shehu Yizbarach, Mashkiach al-Kol Davar Katan. Hashem Vigadal. Hashem oversees, right? A lot of times a person is embarrassed when he's davening, or a person's embarrassed to ask for silly things from Hashem. Hashem wants you to bring Him into every aspect of your life. It's not, Hashem is with you, um, nothing is too big for Him, and nothing is too small for Him. Ella Hadavar Hakatan, Hadavar Hagadol, Hadavar Hakatan, Hanikla Vanichbad, who roav who maven believe Hefresh. That's the pshat. Malay Kol Haaretz Kavodo, Malay Haaretz Kinyanecha. He doesn't say the pasuk Malay Kol Haaretz Kinyanecha. One of the pshatim they say is that Malay Haaretz Kinyanecha is is that the world is filled with ways to acquire Hashem. Meaning, there, Hashem makes it that every situation. That's why we make a bracha. Before we eat, 
to why we make a bracha after we eat. That's why when a person goes to the bathroom after he goes after the after the bathroom, you thank Hashem. There's nothing that a person does. That's why the way a person ties his shoe, that's the way a person gets stressed, the way a person goes to sleep. Everything that a person has in his life, there's a connection, a mitzvah in Zohar, they say is from Lushan Tzavsa. Tzavsa means a connection. It's not a commandment. When you look at it, then it's a commandment. Oh, I have to, I have to do this. I have to do that. As opposed to Hashem wants to have a relationship with me. And the way you have a relationship with someone is when there's a, I'm asking for you to do something. Could you please do this? Could you please not do this? That's how a person has a relationship with someone. The way a person has a relationship is with do's and don'ts. Uh, could you please do this? Sure, great. Could you please not do this? Sure, great. What does that do? That creates a connection with the person. So when, when HaKadosh Baruch was the same exact thing. When Hashem says, I'd like you to please do this, I'd like you not to do this, I'd like you to please do this. When a person looks at it as a burden, so then he's missing the whole point. It's not supposed to be a burden. The point is, is that it's a relationship that somebody has with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's what he says, Which means that Hashem is able to see everything that you go through. Everything that you're doing, everything, that's, everything that you've done, everything that you do and everything that you will do. Hashem is with you on the journey. When a person realizes this, then he taps into what Yira is. He taps into having a life. That's why it says that Yosef HaTzadik. How is Yosef HaTzadik able to be Yosef HaTzadik? So they say that everything he did, Rashi says, Chazal say, everything he did, he said Hashem, when he had to serve Potiphar, says he made a tea. He would make a tea. He would want the tea to come out delicious. He would say, Hashem, please help the tea come out delicious. Hashem, please help me uh, uh, you know, uh, be successful in this. When a person goes ahead and brings Hashem into his life, then a person is able to acquire more Yira. Question, comments on that? What is Tzavsa? Tzavsa means connection, which is Tzivanu. Tzavsa means a connection. It means I have a Kesher. I have a relationship. When you give somebody something, you create a relationship with them. When you take something from someone, you create a relationship with them. When you do something that someone asks you to do, you create a relationship. That's how we like people. That's how we develop relationships with people. And Hashem is the same exact way. Just the Yetzirah comes in and the Yetzirah says, oh, you're, you did something wrong, you did something right, you're going to get punished, you're going to this. We don't look at it like, wait, Hashem actually wants something from me. What does Hashem want from me? Hashem actually wants to have a relationship with me. Yes, Rabrafi. How did it go from being in that period of life to becoming a trend? How did the whole world... It's called Gullus. It's called Gullus. So Rabrafi's asking, how did it go away from... From, uh, so there's a there's a um, there's an interesting um, distinction they say between religion and spirituality. A lot of people like to like to um, uh, good get to you like this, right? A lot of people like to distinct make a distinction between spirituality and religion. Now the danger of that is the danger of that is is that 
what is, what is, what's the definition of spirituality? What does that mean spiritual? There's God, whatever it is. What religion was meant to do, and we'll talk about Judaism, what religion was meant to do was, was meant to take spirituality and, 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 and put it into context. Take spirituality, take right tefillah. You think about davening, right? If I would tell everyone here what you're supposed to do, Rabbi Yehuda, you'll like this, right? If I told, in my mind, right, you understand, right? Tell me if you're not cold. If we told everyone to go, if Shachris was walking out to the forest, going ahead and, and uh, um, you know, pouring out your heart to Hashem and saying, thank you, Hashem. I love you, Hashem. Uh, thank you for making me be uh, awake and talking to Hashem in your own language. So everybody would be like, wow, that's what it's supposed to be. Yes, that is what it's supposed to be. The, 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 sitter, the sitter was set up. The sitter was set up that that's what it's supposed to be. That's for Rafi, what you're asking. What Gullus did was it disconnected the, the, the ritual with the connection to Hashem. That's what happened. So our goal is to combine the two. Our goal is to go ahead and take the, the physical mitzvos and the commandments and then turn them into connections. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to take the commandments and make it into something uh, spiritual. Why it's like that? If you ever hear tapes of the Kloisenberger Rebbe or the Satmar Rebbe or the Tzadikim davening, right? They davened. They used to talk to Hashem while they're davening. That's what they did. They were talking to Hashem. It's not a ritual of, okay, Asher Yoshevi Secha, you know, okay, I just got to check off, you know, that I davened, right? Did you get up for Shachras? Did you daven Shachras? Did you talk to Hashem? That's when a person looks at it like that, then it, then it changes his whole perspective. Yeah, Yitzhi, you could add something. You're good? Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just love what you were saying. Actually, I was the Shabbos. I hang out with someone who was religious. Yeah. Very spiritual, creative. You know, the guy was intelligent. He's on like a gap year program. He's talking to me a lot about like spirituality and meditation. That's what I told him. Like, listen, like, that is all in the Torah. It's all in the Hasidus. It's all here. Like, I was like, you're gonna love religion when you get to know more about it. That's what right. I told him. Okay, beautiful. That's really what it is, you know. And, and we lose it. Like I heard also an interesting thing that our our brains able our brains able to think like eighteen thousand different thoughts a day, which is just not right. thoughts coming in. But your mouth is able to speak like sixty or seventy thousand words a day. Means your mouth can go much faster than your brain. Wow. So a lot of times in Tila, like you're you're talking way too fast that your brain can't keep up to it. Wow, beautiful. It's like an easy trick, like if, if someone's struggling in like that connection of spirituality religion, like davening, just to make sure you go at mind speed, you know, just go at mind speed. And uh that wow. that wow, beautiful. Right. Wow. Amazing, amazing, beautiful. <coughs> beautiful. And I think just based on what you were saying about this person, I think when a person doesn't have any, um, uh, you know, a frame of reference of, of doing rituals without spirituality, and he's coming from the perspective of spirituality, putting it into rituals, 
it, it's much easier. When you grow up with rituals and it's empty, so then it's like, uh, now I gotta fill up the rituals with spirituality, it's much harder. Much, much harder. Much harder for a person to do. But, you can do that as well. It takes time for a person to do that, each and every one of us. Okay, wonderful. Hashem should help. Yes? Also, I was just saying, yeah. maybe um, if it's a commandment, then it's something that you know you, you, know you have to do. If it's something, a way of doing a connection with Hashem, right. you can take a lot more you don't speak. Right. Right, right. Kind of like the tour from Right, correct. And you're saying it's easier to look at it spiritually because you won't ha- you don't have to do it it's an excuse you're saying right correct right? the Gemara says that it's greater when a person is commanded to do something and does it than when he's not commanded because when you're commanded one of the pshatim is when you're commanded it's like I don't want to do it right I, I want to be free I want to be independent yeah beautiful Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. We should be zoch as we're starting a new day, as we're starting a new week, as we're starting our life new, because this is the beginning of our life. That's, when a person looks at it like that, when a person looks at it and says, okay, what is my life? My life is right now. My life is happening right now. How can I create the life that I want to create? What can I do to make the life that I want to make? Instead of waiting... I think that's something that's very powerful. Everyone is waiting. I would ask yourself, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for to change your life? What are you waiting for in your life? What is going to happen that now I'm going to change? Now I'm going to live the way I want to live. When a person thinks like that, so it can can be challenging, challenging in a good way to say, okay, so what am I waiting for to live the life that I want to live? And like we always say, don't worry about your future because the best thing you can do for your future is have a great today. You have a great today, it'll probably propel you to have a great tomorrow. You have a great today, probably you'll have a great tomorrow. And if you're worried about your past, I gotta fix my past, I gotta fix my past, don't worry about fixing your past. The best thing a person can do for yesterday is today, is to live today. So no matter which way you slice it, Hayom. In Bekolo Tishmo. Ain Lola Adam El Osa Yom Osa Shoshaome. All we have anyway is Hayom. I heard from the Kalavareba, you should be well. He says, Hayom is the Rashatevis, Haser Mimenu Yagon Vanacha. Which means when you look at today, you don't struggle so much. You don't have so much distress. You don't have so many challenges. When you just look at today, I want to make today and create today to be a great day. When you look at it like that, say, okay, what can I do today? And like Yosef was saying and C was saying before, if you break it down into forget about today, how about this next, how about first Seder till lunch? I want to make till lunch great. How do I make till lunch great? How do I make the next hour great? How do I make, you know, my morning great? You start with that, you break it down into bite-sized uh, pieces and you break it down you work with yourself not against yourself I think that's a big thing to work with yourself uh, love yourself uh, focus on all the beautiful things that we have and if you can't you have trouble with that that's okay also that's okay also if you're if you're in a negative state of mind that's okay also we love we love all states we love all states Hashem will help each and every one of us to have an amazing first day of the rest of our life.